I just think that is literally sales 101. Knowing what your prospect wants or needs and then showing them how far they are away from that and then providing the solution. What do you need? This is the Full Stack Sales Pro. Full Stack Crew, what is up? I'm your host, Josh Alltop. Uh, guys, I'm super excited about this episode today. Obviously, I think I'm going to say about every freaking episode that I'm excited about because, well, I'm here and whoever I bring on is going to freaking rock your world because uh, we would never bring somebody on who didn't have some type of amazing experience or just some way to empower you guys and give you all some value. So, with that being said, um, let's dive in. Uh, today, we have the one and only, the model, the GQ model, we call him, of real estate. He's like he's like the David Beckham of real estate-looking wow. agents. Uh, but we got uh, Jess Reed. Jess has done, <clears throat> excuse me, Jess has done, I guess, door-to-door sales since, you know, 2000. Well, since you were 15, you've been doing sales. But he did yeah. door-to-door sales, which people have just forgotten about that whole world and how that is like how sales was built back in the day. You know what I mean? And people have forgotten that, but you did that from 2009 to 2012, which then led him getting into real estate. And we're going to talk about that today where, you know, he basically is sold as an agent well over $150 million and then personally investing in what they're doing now and how sales has really affected the investment side of, you know, his personal portfolio, you know, uh, pushing 50 million. So, um, Jess, thank you, first of all, for joining us today. This is going to be so excited. How are you doing? Dude, my pleasure, man. I'm excited to be here. Excited to uh, be a part of this podcast, dude. Congrats on the on the podcast and just happy to be here, bro. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it's going well. We're excited. There's this uh, big, massive world uh, in sales. And, yeah. and um, what we are realizing is, you know, though we helped – I don't know, a hundred and something thousand people now in sales. It's we're realizing it's so vast and it's so big. And so the whole yeah. point of the podcast was like, Hey, there are people in sales in every background and every, you know, uh, of all different types. And so we wanted to make sure that we were able to bring value. So let's get into that. Let's get into yeah. sales. Uh, give us a little bit about your journey into sales and kind of how you got into that whole world. <laughs> all of the, all of the legal stuff though, just all the good stuff. <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, as you mentioned, I mean, the door-to-door sales was that was is what I consider my first real like big boy sales gig, right? I mean, I was I was working at the mall when I was like 15 years old and and doing all that stuff. I always enjoyed you know talking to people and and selling stuff, right? If you ask my mom, she'll tell you mm-hmm. that I was always selling stuff. I was on eBay when I was a kid, buying, selling, and I always enjoyed just the process of that. But yeah, in 2009, I had moved to Nashville. I'd been here for about a year. And uh, I, I just responded. It was actually like an ad in uh, – it may have even been in the paper or something. It was like in the classifieds. I don't even know if those exist anymore. But <laughs> I was I was kind Did of – Did you say a newspaper? Out. A newspaper, yeah. It was print. You actually <laughs> okay. read it, a physical copy. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. Flip the, pa- flip the pages, and it's, it was wild. Yeah, wow. Uh, <laughs> uh-huh. We'll and, circle back uh, around to that. <laughs> yeah, we'll circle back to that. And, uh, <laughs> and, and yeah, you know – I showed up to this interview and it was like a group interview, right? So it was like 20 of us in a room 
And it was basically, you know, what, what I realized later was if you wanted the job, you had it because it was door to door sales. <laughs> and what I, what I learned in the three years of being in the industry was, you know, uh, most people don't stick around for more than like a couple of days, right? So it's high volume, wow. just trying to find some people that have really thick enough skin to, to get out there and do it. So that was like my first real um, deep dive into the sales world. But through that, man, I mean, honestly, I learned a ton. I learned about just human nature and human behavior. Uh, I learned how to develop a thick skin and not take things, you know, personally when, when people attack you for <laughs> seemingly no reason at all. <laughs> um, but it was great, man. I mean, what I loved about that was I was in full control of my income and, and, and my time, really. I mean, I could control the hours that I worked, when I went out, when I got in. And obviously, I got paid, you know, per transaction. So I knew, hey, if I made a lot of money that week, it was because of me. And if I didn't make any money that week, it was also because of me. Wow. And so that that was yeah. kind of my that was kind of my first start. And then, as you mentioned, you know, I did that for about three years. I ended up setting a bunch of records for the company that I was with. I was in the in the alarm business, so I was I was selling uh, security systems to mostly the residential mm -hmm. space, a little bit of commercial. But I did that for for a couple of months, and apparently, I was I was decent at it. So they actually kind of brought me in to help them open offices and expand uh, their company sort of across the Southeast. And that's where I started, you know, uh, doing a lot of, of training and, and, and really showing people the ropes as far as, you know, going to door to door, what you can expect, you know, certain mindsets that you need to have when you're starting your day uh, going into that, into that space. And so that was, that was a lot of fun for me, but after three years, again, heavy, heavy turnover, just constant, interview hire, you know, repeat over and over and over again. So that kind of, you know, that kind of took its course. I kind of got what I needed out of that experience. And then I got into real estate. And for me, you know, the, the real estate world was, was just sort of another layer. It was, it was a higher ticket item, uh, so to speak. Right. Mm -hmm. So I, I knew, I knew I had the ability to, to go out and, and make connections and, and, and sort of, you know, build a book of business in the real estate world. And so that's, that was sort of the next journey, which was in 2012. Um, and, you know, I'm still a licensed agent, although I'm not really focused on that anymore. As you know, I'm, I'm um, raising money for our fund. And then we've got our coaching platform where we teach people how to go build passive income through real estate investing. And that, that journey has really been for the better part of the last four to five years or so. Wow. 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 I mean, so much to unpack here. Let's, yeah. um, and, and yeah, thank you for sharing. Let's start with, because what I want to see is, you know, how, what happened in those three years, how that is now translating into, I mean, literally you're, you want to talk about high ticket sales. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you know, most of your buildings are multi, multi-million dollar buildings now that you guys are purchasing and, and investing in. Yeah. Let's talk with something very real. How did you deal? Because you said, you know, people attacking you. How did you deal with rejection? Yeah. So, you know, at first, um, I took it very personally, right? I mean, the first, I'd say the first mm -hmm. maybe two weeks or so, um, you know, I took it, I took it very personally. It was very much like, yo, like, you don't even know me. Why are you talking to me like that? Like, you haven't even, you haven't even let me get to my pitch yet. You have, you don't even know why I'm here. <laughs> like, all of that yeah. stuff, right? Uh, so, so the short answer is in the beginning, I did, I did take it personally, but you know, two weeks in, I realized, listen, if I continue down this, this, this mindset of taking everything so personally, this ain't gonna, this ain't gonna last. 
and I had I had been around a couple of people within the company that were doing really well. You know, what I mean, I was I was fresh out of college. I was a young kid. I knew I didn't want to go sit at a desk somewhere all day long, and so for me, I didn't really feel like I had you know that much of an option at that time. So I was like, I got to figure this out. And so it it took me just sitting down with a couple of mentors at the time and sort of unpacking, you know, um, you know how I shouldn't take it personally and what to expect and the right you know mindsets going into things. It's like, listen, you know, uh, you can't take these things personally because you know they're not attacking you. They may be having a bad day. You may have caught them uh, just at an off moment. You have no idea what what's going on in their world. So don't take it personally when they project you know, their bad attitude or whatever it is onto you. And so I just kind of slowly started to put those things into practice. And I mean, obviously I, I knocked on a lot of doors every single day. So I was able to kind of flush that stuff out, you know, pretty quickly. And then honestly, it just kind of became a game to me, right? I mean, I, 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 <laughs> I got to a point where I knew how many doors I had to knock on to get to so many conversations. I knew if I could talk to four people, I was going to get in one in every four conversations I had. So, you know, once, once I really started to understand the numbers, then all that other stuff just kind of disappeared. And it was just like, Hey, I just need to talk to four people because I know if I talk to four people, I'm going to get in one. And for every three I got in, I closed one. So it was all just, you know, uh, breaking down the numbers at that point. Which is absolutely crazy because you know, in our space with what we do and how we teach, it is a lot more, phone sales and high ticket sales of that nature. But it's always, you're, you're trying to break down the number. And I love that you said that because you actually had two numbers. If you think about it, you had a 25%. You knew you needed, do you remember how many doors you had to knock on to get to that 25% of getting? Oh gosh. So I think part of that also just boiled down to, I, I learned, you know, what time of day to, to knock on doors. Right. So I knew obviously, you know, for the most part, people were working during the day, right? So I had to, you know, five o'clock until like eight or nine o'clock at night. I mean, that was, that was prime time because that was when people were home. So you had to look at that, like what's the best time of day to be out knocking. And then from there, yeah, I think, I think it ended up, you know, once I really dialed it in, like one in every four people that I talked to, uh, I got in the house, but to talk to four, it was probably knocking on 20 to 25 doors. I don't, I don't remember, but you know, you got a lot of no answers and stuff like that. So, yeah. So let's say it's 20 doors, right? Something easy or 25 doors. Right. And then you get one out of four. will let you come in. Right. 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 And then, then you had to have a 33% close rate, which is actually on par and pretty average for a solid close rate. I mean, most of the times you want to see people at 20%. So for you, it's like you had two, you know, two numbers that you had to get. You had to A, get into the door, and then you had to one out of those three you actually got to to sell. That's absolutely bonkers. What what do you feel like you took away from that? Like what what are some of the most golden nuggets you took away from literally pounding the pavement? I I think honestly, man, it it was – you know, the self-discipline, right? Because again, nobody was, nobody was keeping track of, of my day, right? I mean, I knew, I knew guys that would, you know, they, we'd have morning meetings every day and then it was, you know, go pick your neighborhood. You could do whatever you want, right? And I knew, I knew some people that as they were on their way out, right? They would, they would go sit at Barnes and Noble and read a couple of magazines and have a coffee for three, four hours, just pacify the day, right? So I think, 
the self-discipline of knowing like I have to get out and knock on doors. I can't go screw around for an hour or wait to knock on doors or whatever. I, even though I knew like five o'clock to nine o'clock was prime time, getting in the flow earlier in the day, cause I'd still pick off a couple deals here and there. Just what it, it just took longer, you know, before five o'clock. Right. But I knew if I didn't start and get myself in the process early throughout the day, if I just like went home and, did stuff around the house yeah. and said, Oh, I'll, I'll go out later. I'll go out later this evening. Rarely did that happen. Right. I would find other stuff to do. And it's mm. like, uh, I'll, I'll get, Oh, I didn't close the deal today. I'll get to tomorrow. Right. And the guys that mm. would constantly be talking like that, Hey, I'm, you know, I'm not going to go out today. I'll get two or three tomorrow. Most of those guys and, and girls didn't stick around for very long. So it was that just day to day, that routine every single day doing the same thing over and over again. Very, very boring, but, you know, the, the numbers speak for themselves. Right. So it was just that discipline yeah. of, of doing the same thing over and over again. How crazy though, is what you're saying right now? Like in success in general, that, that principle that you're saying, like no one, like, I mean, cause most people think like, Oh, I want to be an entrepreneur or I want to, I want to have my own schedule. And it's like, you ain't got the discipline to have your own schedule. You don't have right. the resilience. You don't have the structure. And people think like being an entrepreneur is so much easier. And I'm like, no, it's like 10 times harder. And 100%. in sales, in sales, you're, you're literally, you're, sometimes you're more probably of an entrepreneur than you are an entrepreneur, but you still have to manage your own book of business. You have to manage yeah. your own schedule because someone is literally just saying, hey, go knock this out. Yeah. And I'm like, and I think it's also a testament to the success. And we'll talk about this, that you've achieved in life is that you are doing the maybe not always the fancy looking thing, right? Like yeah. like you're like um you have a cell carrier as as one of your investment properties. And if somebody were to look at that, you know, property, you'd be like, "Oh, what is that?" But it's like making you killer money, right? Yeah, 100%. I mean, for me it's always been once I identify a target, if I'm at position A and I'm trying to get to position B, how how am I going to get there? as quickly and as efficiently as possible. And I don't care. I don't care what the vehicle is, right? It, it doesn't matter if it's sexy yeah. or not. Like I just, I just want to get there fast and get there efficiently. And I think, you know, uh, I mean, you know, when I saw you out in Denver, you showed me you were going to start reading the slight edge. That book is incredible. And it just talks about the compound effect, right? So on a day-to-day -day basis, you may look at somebody and stack them up to, to, to another individual. And in a, in a day in, day out, you may not see those differences, but over time you spread that out over months and years. And just those one or two things, those one or two differences between person A and person B will be a massive difference, you know, at, when you spread that out over a long period of time, because rarely does something happen mm -hmm. big in a very short period of time. It's usually, it's usually a slow build and a slow burn and you just have to you just have to show up every day and, and, and do what you got to do, you know? Yeah. I mean, so powerful what you're saying, which is, I think even the principles for how you build a pipeline, right? It's, it's the principles for how you build a book of business. It's like, it, yeah, you, you have to keep doing the same thing day in, day out. By the way, I'm like now halfway through that book since I left Denver and I'm just, I'm getting rocked because yeah. it codifies so many things that we always talk about. Right. Yeah. But it, it is extremely powerful. Uh, yeah. You know, anyways, but it's what I what I love, what I'm hearing that you're saying is like right now, what we see a lot with, you know, sales pros is they're like, you know, oh, I had two no shows today. I, it's just everything's breaking. And it's like, 
I, I don't think the whole entire economy is breaking just because you have two no shows. Yeah. It's like the, but sometimes people, how did you, when you were out going door to door, how did you deal with that constant, like, man, you knock on a door and maybe, people don't even answer, let alone be mean to you. But I mean, did you have times like that where it's just like you knocked, it felt like on a hundred doors and no one even answered? Oh yeah. I mean, a hundred percent. And even though the, you know, the averages worked out, you know, even once you establish averages, you can still have those, those droughts, right? So, I mean, you can still <laughs> go a long period of time, but then, you know, what happens when you start to stretch out that drought is people start to get super discouraged and, you know, a lot of people will fall off. But what you don't understand is, you know, you may, after you've had a hundred no's, you could get three yeses out of, out of seven, right? So, I mean, you can make up for that, that drought, so to speak, in a very quick measure of time. And again, I think for me, I just really, I really got a, a pretty good understanding of the numbers, right? And again, even though there could be periods of, 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 of no successes, so to speak, no closed deals, I knew that if I just kept knocking on doors and kept talking to people, somebody was going to say yes. I never, you know, I, I would obviously have, you know, moments of frustration and get discouraged, but I never thought like, oh, nobody's ever going to say yes ever again to me. Like, that's ridiculous, right? So I knew mm -hmm. if I just kept showing up that somebody would let me in, somebody would want a security system, <laughs> and I would get them to sign I would get them to sign the deal. It's like, yo, people want security systems. Uh, they've been around a long time. I just need to keep freaking showing up and keep knocking on doors. Um, but yeah. for sure, I mean, there were obviously moments where you're just like, gosh, can somebody please let me in, you know? Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. I've always thought about <laughs> I'm going to rabbit trail. I've always thought about like if I was selling and I was going door to door, <laughs> I would like break into someone's house and be like, see, <laughs> this is why you need a security system. Let me tell right? you about it because you could keep yeah. people like me out of your house. I wonder oh, if that no. would have worked. <laughs> like, well, it took it, you know, like, that's well, a forced yeah. close. <laughs> yeah, 100%. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean, I think, you know, there's so many, like, just look at, I hadn't thought about it in a while, but one of the guys that trained me, you know, basically, you know, he, he was like, you want to, you want to show up and get them talking about something other than what you're there for. Right. So I would mm. always, when, when I was, when I was going to doors, I, I would look for like, you know, somebody that had like a muscle car in the driveway or somebody, somebody that took really good care of their yard and their plants and flowers. And the first thing out of my mouth when that lady or that husband came to the door was that thing, because I knew that they would want to talk about that cool car in the driveway or, you know, the, the, mm -hmm. the flower. Why, beds or why is that though? Because it was, why it do you was, think that is? Yeah. Yeah. So I think it was disarming, right? I think, you know, you get them talking, mm. to you, if you can get them talking to you long enough, right. And people love to talk about themselves and things that they're interested in. So the goal was, you know, when somebody, you know, opened the door and started talking, it was immediate talk about something other than, Hey, my name is Jess and I'm here with so-and-so I want to sell you a security system. Right. I mean, that was Usually when you kind of, when you kind of went for the jugular right off the bat, it was a quick, it was a quick no. But if I could ease into mm -hmm. some conversation, get them to realize that we're, I'm just a human being, they're a human being. We're just having a conversation about the, the, the Chevelle in the driveway or whatever it was. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then after that, it was like, oh, well, listen, man, by the way, the reason I stopped by today, you know, that kind of deal. And at yeah. that point there was a little bit of a rapport built up. So if nothing else, that would at least allow me the amount of time to kind of get the conversation going and get through what I wanted to get through as opposed to just immediately being shut off at the door. So yeah, it was wild, yeah, man. which is, 
I mean, it, it really is bonkers to think about like how important in sales it's like, cause like, and, and a lot of our guys and guys and girls, they've got like two minutes to build rapport, you know, cause you're yeah. on the phone and you got to go and you got to go quick, especially now think about it. There's a new book out or it's called, um, how to keep attention in a three second world. And it's like yeah. three, three seconds to keep someone's attention. I mean, it, I know, it's dude. just, that was almost 15 years ago. Right. So, I mean, that was before Instagram and, and YouTube and like, like you said, our attention spans are so much shorter now. And I mean, I hardly, I mean, I hardly even answer my phone if I don't recognize the number. And if I do, and it's somebody I don't know, yeah, you're right. They don't have long to get my attention and I need to know what, <laughs> yeah. what you want. Right. So, I mean, dude, it's, it's hard. It's hard. But obviously if you can develop a, a craft around it and get good at it, then it can pay like you know, sales pays like nothing else in the world. Right. So there's a reason mm -hmm. for that. That, 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 the high risk, but the high reward. I mean, it is one of the best things in the world. No is, uh, I, we, I still joke about it. I'm like, I don't take, you know, many sales calls anymore. I still take some, but my sales is a lot different. It's more engaging. It's kind of actually gone backwards. I do a lot more person to person yeah. sales now again, yeah. but there's nothing like the, the, the dopamine hit of running a card. It's just oh, like, it's just, it's the best. Um, okay. So you take all of this brilliance that you're learning. I'm talking like you're getting like life 101 here, knocking on people's doors, learning how to communicate to people, resiliency, uh, thick skin. You're learning how to engage tonality, cadence, all of those things. Yeah. How did that translate? I guess a, what made you switch to real estate and then when did you see all of that sales experience transition into something that was going to set you up for all of your success now? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, I think it helped in real estate. Uh, I mean, number one for me, the the security business was just it was it was very very transactional. It was just boom 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 boom, and so I saw real estate. You know, I had a couple of couple of, uh, of friends that were in real estate, and there was you know a little more of. Of, of, of relationship involved in that process. You're spending more time with, with a client, whether you're helping them find a house or, or sell a house or, or whatever the case may be. So I, I like the idea of, you know, being able to you know, develop a little more you know, relationship with, with the client in that manner. Uh, but I mean, from a, you know, sort of my sales skills, I, mean, I, I, I definitely think it helps, you know, because at the end of the day, you know, when you're out, when you're out showing homes to someone, you know, you're painting a picture for them, right. And you're helping them to see like, the pros and cons of certain houses and helping them picture themselves in this home or that home. And again, it's just being able to effectively communicate sort of that end goal. And obviously, you know, uh, I think I did a pretty good job, you know, with, especially on the, on the buy side of, of things, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I would, I would typically sit down with clients and really, you know, ask them a bunch of questions and get a really good understanding of what they were looking for. Because honestly, I didn't want to be that agent that was spending, you know, a full day showing properties to one person or multiple days. And I think, I think that happens to agents when they don't really know what their client wants. Right. And they're just like throwing mm -hmm. stuff up against the wall and like, Hey, well, let's go look at all these and hopefully one of them sticks. Well, yeah, that could work, but it's going to take you a lot longer. Whereas if on the front end, if you ask the right questions and you really hone in on what they're looking for and you know the market at the same time, you can then say, hey, you know what? I think I've got three or four properties that will work super well for what you just told me. Let's go look at these. And a lot of times, man, I mean, I didn't, I didn't show people more than six or seven houses uh, you know, until they found the one that they wanted. So that to me was, was a great you know, sort of 
testimony to some of those skills that I learned in, in door-to-door because, again, I just didn't want to spend any unnecessary time with one particular person, right? Because, again, it's all time and money. So, I mean, yep. you know, it was still at the end of the day, you know, I wanted to kind of guard my time and not just be aimlessly running around town all day with one person. So, I just think that is literally sales 101, knowing what your prospect wants or needs and then showing them how far they are away from that and then providing the solution. It's like yeah. they need a house and they're like, oh, I'm all over the place. And you're like, no, 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 no. What do you need? Oh, well, yeah. we have, you know, six kids. Okay, well, then that two-bedroom condo probably is not going to work <laughs> no matter yeah. how updated the kitchen and bathroom really are. You yeah. know, and it's 100%. like, it, it's, it's like, and I don't even know if you fully understood that, that you were doing that at the time. You know what I mean? Like just yeah. discovering, right? That discovery process is so powerful in sales. Okay, so yeah. you get into real estate and you just start showing people houses. Keep Keep going. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, again, I think it's to back up the reason that I am where I am today, as far as the investment piece, uh, and you and I have obviously talked about this a lot, but you know, when I got into real yeah. estate, uh, you know, I looked sort of looked to my left and right and looked at all the top agents in, in my market. And, uh, you know, a lot of them were, you know, a good bit older than me, some of them in their, you know, fifties and sixties. And, uh, yeah, they were still doing open houses on Saturdays and Sundays and just working, working, working all the time. And, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, not allergic to hard work. I'm, I'm willing to work as hard as the next person, but I, I need to know why. And I need to know there's a purpose behind the, you know, what I am doing. And so I knew that I didn't want to be in a position where I had to continue to work nonstop if I didn't want to. Right. And so that's kind of where this mm. idea of, of passive income, I started, I started, you know, learning about these, these topics, right. And passive income to me, uh, just really stuck with me. And, and so I knew I had to figure out a way, all right, how do I, how do I keep doing what I'm doing? How do I keep selling houses and keep my earned income, you know, at a, at a great, at a great spot, but also start building this passive income so that I can get to a point where I can just make different decisions. Again, it's not that I wanted to you know, get out of, of selling homes. But if I wanted to go travel for a month or do something else that I could have the option to do that. And I think for me, that's the key. Most people just don't have the option. And so I think it's important to get yourself in a position where you can make those decisions if you want to. Yeah. Because even if you're like the world's greatest, you know, home security sales pro in the world, there comes a point where you can only knock on so many doors. It comes a point where it's like um, uh, you can only do it so long to where it's like, well, what happens when you can't walk to the door anymore and knock on it? Or what gets to the point 100%. where you're like, you've done that. And I think most people don't, but go ahead, speak into that. No, I just, yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, it's you're trading hours for dollars, right? Whether you're selling you know, security systems door to door or my, my father is, is an attorney. He's about to retire He's trading hours for dollars, right? Surgeons, you know, they made it may be a high nope. dollar for it may be a high dollar for hour activity, but they're still trading time for money. And if they don't show up and if, if they don't get a new client as an attorney, or if they don't have another, you know, uh, client come in that, that wants the surgery, they don't make any more money, right? So I recognized very early on that I didn't want to be trading hours for dollars for my entire life. Uh, because obviously you're you're limited in that capacity, and so that's where 
you know, the, the, the real estate investing side of things sort of kicked in and building, building passive income became a huge priority for me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we're all here. You get into that. So let us know where you're at now and how you still see sales even because now you're in a whole entire yeah. investing space. Like literally, I mean, you're definitely in sales now because you were buying and selling all in one deal sometimes, you know what I mean? Like, as yeah. cause you've taught me a ton about things that I never knew anything about. And I've just been learning from you as well for my future, sure. but um, explain a little bit more about that and how, again, <laughs> what that, this one thing that you were doing way over here, how it's now translated into this legacy wealth that you're creating. Yeah. Well, I mean, like I said, so from a, from a fundraising perspective, you know, for the deals where we're syndicating and we're raising money, yeah, I'm still selling, right? Because I'm still painting a picture for these potential investors, right? You know, I'm, I'm talking to people all the time that, that are that are telling me, hey, you know, gosh, you know, your your lifestyle is incredible. I'd love to start building some passive income. I don't even know where to begin. All these different things yeah. that, that that I'm that I'm being asked, and so yeah, I'm helping them paint that picture and saying, hey again, you're, you're at A, you want to be over here at B, here is the gap, here is, here is a solution that I'm offering you, which is this investment, right, right, that's going to, it's going to give you some passive income that's going to help you move from A to B, right, so again, I'm just helping them see, see those connections, and at the end of the day, it's up to them to, to, to execute it, but I'm very much still, you know, selling and, 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 helping to, you know, bridge the gap between those two, where somebody is and where somebody wants to be, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. How much, because, I mean, I don't know how many clients you guys have at this point, because y'all have a whole entire coaching program where you literally teach people how to do the very thing that you do. Obviously, you know, people could just come to you with, you know, like, hundred grand or 50 grand or yeah. 200 grand and say, Hey, Hey, I want to jump in on a deal with you. And then they're just kind of a, a passive investor, but then yeah. you also have the ability, you and your partner to actually learn and them and go, they themselves can go and apply it. When you're coaching all of these clients that you guys have, how much of that is even teaching them the mechanics of sales as they're looking for properties and things like that? How much are you seeing that overlap? A lot, actually. It's funny you say that. I mean, we, we do some one-on-one -on -one coaching with, with our high-level clients. I mean, we were, we were talking to one of our guys uh, even last week, and it, this whole conversation of really it's, it's a numbers game, right? So he's trying to, he's trying to build his database of broker, you know, uh, commercial real estate brokers that he can talk to and start having conversations with potential uh, investors, right? So he's kind of starting with his sphere of influence, his friends and his family, but it's the same thing. It's numbers, right? So you're going to get a lot of no's. You're going to get a lot of people that say they're not interested in, in, in investing with you. You're going to get a lot of brokers that tell you, hey, you've never invested before, so I don't have time for you. All the same stuff that we talked about earlier in the door-to-door -door sales, it's the same swing. It's just it's just in a different arena, right? So it's helping people yeah. understand. It's helping people understand, listen, it's just, it's just the law of large numbers. you got to figure out you know, how many conversations you need to have to get to the yes, to get to the deal, to get to that contact that's actually going to come through for you to find that friend or family member that says, yes, I want to invest, you know, $100,000 with you or whatever the case may be. Because, you know, when you know you've got something good, when you've got a good product and you know that you're providing value to people, right, regardless of what the product is, 
then that kind of frees up the mental space of, well, is this, is what I'm doing like a, a good thing or not? No, you've got a great product. You've got a great solution. You just need to find your people that agree because there's plenty of people out there that, you know, again, in this case, want to build passive income and, and, and have more control of their life. So I know that. So I've just got to go out and find them. So it's yeah. the same thing. I absolutely, I, I just, I love this conversation so much. A, because I mean, I understand the power of, the, the legacy wealth and the things that you've taught me and our friend Taylor, uh, who we've interviewed on this yeah. podcast as well and, and things of that nature. And it's so powerful, but it's like everything that you're doing right now, sales is just woven. And what I mean by All sales is persuasion, providing solutions to problems, showing yeah. somebody that they're from, they're here and they're trying to get there. And it's like, it's just very beautiful. So, um, just, just kind of wrap this up. Like, dude, first of all, thank you just so much for your time. Thank you for sharing yeah. your insight and your wisdom. And, and I really do believe, um, this is going to be very helpful for honestly, our, our listeners and anybody, but if people want to learn more, uh, just, I mean, about how you, you and your journey and how you went from where you're at now to being, being so focused on, you know, building wealth and, and, and for, you know, generations to come, sure. how can they learn about you? What if they, you know, cause obviously there's a lot of sales pro here that are sales pros that are, you know, crushing it and making great money and they don't know what to do with their money. Where, where can they go to learn more about you? Yeah, man. So I would say go to cashflowtofreedomacademy.com. So that's our, that's our coaching platform. So we've got two options there, really. Number one is for people that have no clue what real estate investing looks like, how many different ways you can go within real estate investing. So that platform will help people understand all the different avenues that they can take so that they can make, a, you know, make the best decision for, for them and what they're trying to achieve. And we can obviously then come in on the back end and help them execute that. But then, as you mentioned, we have another program that's specifically for commercial investing, which is what we do. And so we teach people how to go essentially do what we do, how to find commercial deals, how to syndicate, how to raise money, how to find those proper uh, banking and broker relationships. So from A to Z, we help people put together a deal so that they can you know, start making money on real estate without even using their own money, right? So for the go-getters, you know, yes, you need you know, having, having your own money, having a good earned income that you can then throw on the fire for investing is great. But like anybody else, at some point, if all your money is out working for you, you either don't have any other options or you go out and start using other people's money. And that's how you can really multiply things a lot faster. Um, so, so we teach people how to do that as well. So cashflowtofreedomacademy.com. Cashflowtofreedomacademy is our Instagram handle as well. And my personal Instagram handle is just the Jess Reed. And, you know, we love connecting with people. We, we, you know, talk with people on private message all the time and just help people guide people. I love doing it. A lot of times we do it. We don't get paid to do it. Just giving people advice here and there because it's fun. And I want to see people, I want to see people win. And, uh, you know, fortunately for me, I've got, I've got some, some insights that have helped me and, and we just love sharing them with people. So. Heck yeah, dude. I love it. Guys, girls, uh, we, we're just, you know, again, Jess, thank you so much. But I really want you all to heed this advice. Um, really listen to what he's saying. Watch it again. Watch this episode again, because it's 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 all the little nuggets of like 
what he learned at the very beginning stages of his career and how that's now led him to have, you know, millions upon millions of dollars in his portfolio. So that way his, um, you know, if I say one of the most beautiful little babies ever in the world, uh, will her children's children, uh, God willing, will be able to be set up for life because of these little choices that all started with having the resilience to hear and know and have a, a thousand doors slammed in his face and being okay with that to know I just got to keep going and keep going. So listen, yeah. if you're crushing it right now, um, make sure you go check out uh, a Jess so that you know what to do with all this money. Also, if you're not crushing it right now, you should probably go talk to Jess and his partner, Ryan, so that they can <laughs> show you how to, uh, when you're ready to get moving forward, that you know, you're actually not just accumulating you know, all of this, you know, uh, investment and capital, but that you know how to make it actually make money for you so that when your time in sales, uh, is done, (laughs) you're, you have an exit strategy. So anyways, again, uh, we'll put all the comments, everything guys. Thank you. Please. The greatest thing that you can do for us is share this. Uh, you can do all the fun, like things and bells and yada, yada, but the biggest thing for us, share this, you know, there are a lot of people who uh, need this knowledge and this, uh, advice. So make sure you share it. And that's all we ask out of you. Jess, thank you so much. Uh, we'll put all the, 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 We'll put the links everywhere in all the comments to make sure you get what you need. So appreciate you, man. Yeah, man. Cheers.